I've moved on from the bedroom to the other bedroom. It seems that, and I keep on opening something that is inherently an audio medium with um, a visual reference. Fuck, you're drinking water. I didn't grab any. That's okay. I'll power through. Because uh, the, the room I'm in no longer has lights. But, but I feel like we're making progress. You can kind of see me. I feel moody. I can see you. You look beautiful. Uh, th- that's a new Thank camera you. there. Cap's got a new camera. I, you know how I can tell? Because I, I can see the definition of, of his forehead impressions. Yeah. Yeah. I've got those uh, expression lines. Because I do this a lot. Ah. <laughs> I raise my eyebrows up a lot, and it creates wrinkles. And those are embedded in my forehead now. Yeah. yeah, I'm, tr- yeah, I'm trying yeah. to do some. I can't really get there, but but yours look good. Every, everything about your setup looks good. Everything about my setup looks passable. But no one cares about any of that because they're probably listening, driving to work, or playing Dota, or doing mm-hmm. whatever else they do. Um, hopefully, n- not anything gross or dirty because we're a pious podcast. But um, I am very sore. Yeah. Why are you sore, Joey? I'm very sore. I uh have have jumped headfirst into the going back to the gym pool. Not literally mm. in the pool because you have to like book a lane and there's like covid restrictions, but like I've jumped headfirst back into the um into the there is exercise and weightlifting to be had. And the first real weightlifting for like a solid what has it been 18 months and um i forgot how much i love and hate this feeling i'm at a standing desk right now uh which is which i think is helping me stay somewhat limber but Mm. all things considered uh i i am once again uh conducting a podcast in in pain and i should probably stop doing that because I think it just makes me cranky, which is probably not the emotion that I should be when we're hanging out and having a good time. Yeah, that's uh, it's you. You did a long workout today. We'll we'll talk about your workout in a second here, but I need to air in a grievance here, Joey. Yeah, I want I want I want the remember the, the what we said yesterday that shame is a. a powerful tool in society shame is a powerful now, tool in society i i forget the context yes. we were talking about that but we're talking but yep. about reddit threads and people having wrong opinions and mm-hmm. airing those wrong opinions and whether or not you moderate them entirely out mm-hmm. or you let them be to have a response mm-hmm. now i respect I women need to air this joey well, i feel i normally we we talk about things before we do them but i'm i'm no. I'm, I'm standing on stage naked right now <laughs> Today at 4.10 p.m. <laughs> what time podcast, Joe Daddy? Joey responds at 4.23 p.m. Nice. I'm at the gym, which is something definitely to talk about, but I'll let you know when I get home in like 60 to 90, probably just need to shower, then I'm good to go early. Cap responds at 4.25, two minutes later. Dope. 7.05 p.m. You ready or what? 7.33 p.m. Joey responds, I am, I've eaten, I'm home, I'm showering. 8.25 p.m. People can't see how much I'm pacing right now. He says he finished showering. 
And then we have a call. It is. It is. We have now started the podcast at eight forty-eight p.m. Joey, what the fuck happened? Wait, did you go work out for three hours? What the fuck? Okay. Okay. Let me let let let, let me step through this. Let me step through this. Um. I'm sorry. That's how you start these things. For anybody, for anybody who isn't sure, in, in anybody who's listening, who who's who's trying to figure out how to give an apology, let me give some great advice. You start the apology by saying you're sorry, even if you don't mean it. Mm. It, 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 it is a precursor. Even if you don't mean it. I, I, I'm not, and I do mean it because I am a <laughs> genuine person who cares about your time and respects you and knows that I did not do a good thing today. But even if you don't mean it, start your apologies with I'm sorry. Acknowledge mm. the other person has a grievance, which I think, given the context clues that were just provided, is what is going on. I texted you from the parking lot of the gym before I went in and I was thinking to myself I'm gonna be like a solid hour maybe 90 minutes and that's why I'm like I'll probably work out time I'll probably be 15 to 90 minutes the gym the gym let me small small tangent uh i i am now privileged enough to have a gym membership from work i'm not paying for it i am an la fitness member which is probably doxing myself because you know where i live and a gym that i can go to there's a lot of them but please don't find me um there isn't one that is close to me so i'm driving about 30 minutes to get there so i'm like oh, okay i'll go to the gym it'll be about an hour i'll drive 30 minutes home i'll take a shower i'll do a podcast before dinner that's what i was thinking that's what i was thinking I was so incredibly wrong about that because step one, step one, the gym time was much closer to two hours and that's before the drive home. I, 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 w- I was feeling myself. So yesterday, uh-huh. yesterday w- was, was a, was a shoulder and, and a back and like an abdominals day and then like, 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 like a chest day. It was all like, like the, 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 the meaty front and back. And today was like an arms day, which, which is like less, less moving stuff. So I was like, ah, let me supplement it with some cardio. Right. So I'm riding the bike. I'm riding the bike. I'm sitting there. I'm watching uh, uh, Twitch. The, the Olympics are on the screen and underneath the screen is my phone. I'm connected to the Wi-Fi. I'm watching Twitch.tv slash Tsunami643 who's playing The Last of Us, um, which real, real hard gamer move to just watch someone streaming on Twitch while working out at the gym. That feels like I'm embarrassed for myself. Um, and then the bike turned off. Like mid, like like it broke mid pedal about like forty minutes in, and I didn't feel satisfied. So what I did was I got my my ass up, and instead of being looking at my watch and going, I told Cap about ninety minutes. I'm about to that point right now. I should probably message him. That thought went through my head, but instead what I did is that I walked my ass over to the treadmill, put it on the incline, and did almost an hour of walking, um, on on, on the uphill on the uphill incline treadmill. So uh, my my calves are sore and my back is sore from yesterday and my arms are going to be on fire tomorrow because i don't know how to ease into things that's not what we're talking about i'm apologizing that's again when you apologize you don't want to focus on yourself i proceeded to drive home takes another 30 minutes i get home my parents my lovely parents have prepared dinner there's now a dinner that's happening i 
instead of looking at my phone and acknowledging Discord and being like, hey, update, home, dinner's happening. I just had like a relatively long-ish dinner with my parents. It was nice. The TV was off. We were talking about uh, some of our stupid family members who haven't got it vaccinated. By the way, you should get vaccinated if you can. Um, and and then uh, I, I got to my room and I was like, ah, yeah, cap. Uh, done eating lol uh podcast soon i just shower i smell bad i want to look good for podcast um you read the log earlier that's clearly not what i said but it was something that affect it was something that affected <laughs> yeah, in sure. my head um yeah, yeah and then i said i was getting into the shower i didn't actually get into the shower until about seven minutes after that because i took a work call real quick and then i took a shower and then i took a very long shower which is irresponsible for a lot of reasons not just for your time but also for the fact that there's a drought and the amount of water i wasted was substantial um i feel better uh except for the emotional distress right now of this conversation and then um after all that this new computer setup that I'm at my my work office, my sister's bedroom. Which, when the light is up later, I can I can show you. You can like it, it's a big teal room. Um, I I didn't have any of the OBS settings set up to properly record, so we had to test that. So now we start the podcast about four hours after ish after that initial conversation. Um, so we're here. And I'm getting to explain to you why um, my general control of time is poor. You know how like when you when you uh, when, when you're like you're like you're playing Fallout, you're playing Skyrim, you're you're playing some kind of like immersive RPG. You you, you build out your character and you have your stat sheet. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I think that we can map humans to stat sheets like that to character select sheets pretty well. Um, you know, sometimes in order to like get more stats in something, you have to like, you know, truncate other parts. Yes. I think that I'm, I'm lucky. Like I, I started life with bonus stat points. I, I, I got, I got white, straight, male, strong, relatively healthy. It gives me like a lot of extra stat points to like maybe big and strong and to, you know, uh, uh you know, have big brain, have big brinkly brain. Um, the, 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 the stat that was truncated was being able to, uh, manage to my arrival time. Yeah. So it's called timeliness. Mm. Yeah. I, I think it's like a I think it's on the skill tree and you just unlock it at a certain point and I'm like on the other skill tree. Mm, I see, I see, I see. You know, I I have a I'm I, I'm side note. I'm glad at least the the time that you were between our initial conversation and our podcast was very productive. The uh, I I have a problem with the the uh, RPG stat tree view of uh, of human beings. And the reason why I have a problem with this is that there are a lot of people, a lot of gamers growing up, and I and I know because I was one of those people too, that believes that it's like the stat tree, it's like Dungeons and Dragons, where everybody has a set amount of stats and they're just filled into other areas, you know, various areas. Like, oh, I'm not athletic, but I must be smart. 
or <laughs> creative or whatever or you know like that person is my hair's thinning but at smart. least my eyes are good like you know yeah yeah it's like that person is handsome and smart and athletic they must be deficient in other areas they must be you know a shitty person or they must lose control of their bowels when they're sleeping or like something like that right real but it's simply not true it's not true some of us are born with very low number of stats skill points to be able to put into things and some people are born with a lot and it's not fair but it is the way it is and i think it's a toxic mindset to to because once you realize you're like oh like I, I can't just define my personality by like, oh, I'm not athletic, therefore I'm smart. Like you can actually, when, once you get away from that, that toxic mentality, you could be like, oh, well, I can just work on improving myself in all your areas of life and be good at a lot of different things. I don't need to just define my personality into one skill tree, you know, which I feel like uh, a lot of people do at times. Yeah, I think that we it's easy to like get those archetypes right. Like I'm a I'm a brainy person, I'm a strong person, I'm mm-hmm. I'm a gamer. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, and then people have these like crises when when the crisis when they uh they go through because they they meet other people who are better at them at some things, you know? Like everyone has gone through that thing where they think they're the the smart kid in class and then they go to a much bigger class. And all of a sudden, there's 20 smart people in class out of, you know, a thousand people, and you're not one of them anymore. And then you, your whole identity is called into question. You're like, but I thought I was the smart person. Now what am I? You do, you know? Know, do you know what that was for me? What was that? Uh, <laughs> I'm embarrassing myself by even uh, giving the answer. I, I I felt like a wave of embarrassment washed over me after I'm like, oh, I can talk about this. Uh it's it's actually video games. Oh, okay, it's okay, it's okay. it's 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 actually video games. And some people might be like, "Oh man, Joey probably thought he was really better at math than everyone else, and then he went to college." Like, no, it, it was like there was. I would say up until I was like eleven, ten, before I really started playing games online, I was just shit stomping everybody in local yep. multiplayer around me. Yep. Like I was standard deviations better than all of my friends at any video game we were playing. Like it it, it wasn't yep. close or fair. And then I found out that I was just a big fish in a small pond and I'm actually mm-hmm. very bad at a lot of stuff. Even though that framing is also incorrect because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm better than most of the population at Dota. I'm better than, for, for me it was Gunbound. It, it was the first time I really realized mm. it. I, I okay. um, and I was better than most people at Gunbound, but like not even close to to like a to a one percenter. So yeah. so it it, it was mm. actually video games that gave me that sensation for the first time. I'm like, oh wait a second, I was like the kid who was good at video games, but I'm actually kind of shit. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, I think we all go through that. Uh, like of our generation of gamers went through that a lot because when we started gaming, there wasn't online, mm-hmm. and then online became a thing and all of a sudden you very rapidly went from exactly what you're talking about big fish in a small pond to all of a sudden the biggest pond in the world and you're like oh there are there are a lot of people out there and they're all better than me uh and and you know but it is good once you have that crisis because you either you do one of two things you either like lose your personality and you don't know where you are and you know you go into the cycle or you step it up and you realize like oh i have to actually like 
work harder and try and do better if I want to be able to maintain that status that I had of in my head of like being the best gamer that I know or something like that. So, yeah, I had that uh, obviously for gaming. I also had that with math. And that was uh, that actually happened when I was relatively young because we had a um, I went to a small private uh, Christian school and I I was very good at math. Um, I was very fast at math. Let's put it that way, because you're not good at math when it's fucking, you know, multiplication. <laughs> ah, seven times eight. Uh. I, yeah, it's like so, you know, like I was always that person helping other people learn the stuff. And we got this, uh, what I now look back on it, realize, uh, I think his name was Michael. What I now look back and realize was, I think he was autistic. We had this kid who was brought into class and he was very good at math, but he was bad in all the other areas, right? He, he just, he couldn't really socialize very well. And like, I inevitably was the person who was always like paired up with him because other kids didn't really want to. And I was like... I, my teacher just wanted me to like, you know, <laughs> she knew you could him. handle it. Like, okay. She, she, like, she yeah, knew yeah. you could handle it. I, even though I was young, I could see what was happening there. I was like, okay, like I should do this. That's a, that's a good thing to do. And, uh, and so I would be paired up with him and he was like five levels ahead. Like he was doing college level math when he was still in like, I don't know, this was like fifth grade, sixth grade or something. You know, he was like way, way ahead, you know? So I thought I was cool because I skipped a grade and stuff and I was really ahead of my class and, and all these sort of things. Then I meet him and I was just like, oh, like, all right. <laughs> like there, there are levels to this and I am nowhere near the top whatsoever. <laughs> oh man, so. that that is... Uh... That, that that's funny did you do you find yourself frustrated at your current self because you are less good at that quick arithmetic than you were when you were young uh i haven't lost that much my quick arithmetic i would say but i don't know i i, I but no i'm definitely not frustrated it's whatever I, like, I, I don't need that. It's not, not something, it's not a tool that's useful in my life. So I can't really be frustrated by it. Right. I would say probably about once a month, I find myself, uh, either like having to calculate a date, like back from a year, like, Oh, it's 47. Like what, how, like, how old is it now? Or like, you know, Oh, it's, it's, you know, uh, uh, six times eight. And I used to be able to just pound that shit out i would just be like ah got it but now uh it just doesn't come snappy to me and it hasn't for years because it's not a thing that i do anymore like like i did when i was you know i guess yeah needed yeah. to do math classes and, and and i find myself getting frustrated with that of being like man it, it feels like i lost a skill even though that skill is objectively not important because there is nothing inherently valuable at being able to quickly calculate if something is is from 66 how old it is you know um so i i i get a little bit of that with with math currently um but i never i never felt I, I think that when it came to my education, I always kind of realized that I was 
ahead and privileged but not the smartest and definitely faking it yeah that sounds about right being you know there's (laughs) something to be content with being above average and a decent number of areas yeah never be the best You'll never be top 10 of anything. You'll never be top 100. Jenkins actually has a, an interesting theory um, that that he has this idea that society has um, become, has evolved enough and has become complex enough um, that every human being has something that they can be the best at or at least close to the best at. No, like because there are so many niche parts of our society that there that there is something out there for you. He he basically argues that it's um, it's arrogance and, and uh, hubris to uh, believe that you are somehow you just rolled the cosmic dice and all ones came out and there's nothing that you could be great at. I guess that I thought that was interesting. I I kind of ag- I I agree with that if you get to a certain level of nicheness because I could probably say like I am the best person in the world at cutting uh, ducks out of styrofoam. Which isn't a thing that I can currently do, but like... And there might be a market for that. If I took like two years to like get really fucked, like probably less than that because the the people who are doing that's very small. So I I, mm. I think that's the, like, th- there's a confounding variable there that I feel like is cheating. That, that if, if you get into enough niche, then yes, everybody could in theory be the best thing at something that is incredibly niche and inappropriate or top 10 or top 100. Um, that, that just makes me think about like, okay, cool. People can develop skills, which I inherently agree with. Like people can train themselves in nearly any area that they put their mind to it and become like world class. Um, the Olympics are going on. That's a fun analogy. But um, there's some uh, real niche sports. Let me say. <laughs> but but how like how how many of those things ultimately matter? Probably almost none of them. It, it's uh, what well, we decide to put he, value he, on. Yeah, I mean, his, his idea would is that society has evolved and complex enough that there is a market for these skills. Oh, right? I don't know if I agree with that. Uh, I mean, like, uh, just consider your, your own job, right? You would be literally one of the best in the world at uh, managing and directing uh, esports content. I... Particularly Dota content. I would... I would, without a doubt, say that. Wow, I hate that I'm saying this. I would, cl- I would say I'm top ten. <laughs> yeah, I, I can say that I'm top three play-by-play commentators in the world of a video game called Dota Two. Yeah, and if you get you know? a little bit broader, that you can probably make a make a real claim to at least top twenty just video game commentators. Period. Yeah, maybe depending on uh, how depending on how cocky you want to be. Yeah. And then, and I, I, uh, and we're saying that because I don't think either one of us views ourselves as like being that exceptional. Would you, would you say that's uh, correct? I think that most people who are at the top of their field generally don't, or at least my experience is that they don't, because I think that by not viewing yourself as that person, there's inherently some 
value and drive you can derive from self-improvement and i think that if you view yourself as that person there's a level of complacency that makes you no longer be at that spot because i think that i think that there's like okay. like a hunger that that is important to maintaining that level at which which probably um being being conceited and cocky doesn't help you with yeah okay uh i i would agree but i guess the the thing that i was getting at is that we are both the best and we're both close to the best in the world at, at what we do because we both operate in a very niche niche market right Wait, yep 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 <laughs> we're both in esports which is a niche market by itself uh me more specifically in dota 2 you more specifically on like the team owner side of creating content mm -hmm. you know so it's uh pretty pretty niche stuff and there are things there are, there are uh jobs like that all all over the place right yeah i mean we can so. uh, we can say that we're you know uh, uh, two of the 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 top x10 of uh, uh dota 2 podcasters on earth Right, true. Like, like that's a real true. thing that we that's can say. That's a very niche market. It's nobody makes Dota podcasts, right? And the people who do are kind of loony. Like, <laughs> woo, woo. And sometimes they don't even talk about Dota. We're we're hitting twenty five minutes, and I and I, I don't mm -hmm. I, I I don't know. Uh, I I, yeah, I don't. You want to talk about Dota? What do you want to talk about? <laughs> what is there to talk about in Dota? Again, I know there are events going on. Am I watching those events? No. Will I go back and watch through the replays of uh, for the teams that are going to TI? Yes. Will I look at the Dota buffs to to be able to see heroes and and maybe interesting strategies and stuff? Yes. But like that's all that's all work. That's that that is literally work at that point in time. I, I have no interest in in watching some of these events because. We're in that fucking awful period where it's like, well, nothing really matters because TI is the only thing that matters, and it's the only thing that matters every year. But now, even more so than than any time, and we're in a unique situation where TI has been delayed. <laughs> so, naturally, events are going to be run, but uh, sadly, it's uh, it's all under a gigantic shadow. So, I it's need hard to get hype. I need to figure out something that we can do to fill time for literally six weeks <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah, do we really need help filling time i feel like I we're don't pretty think good so. at it by I think, ourselves i think we're pretty good I, I think that it would be easier if i had a device to do so um but that, that would require an ounce of work for me but like i i look at the current landscape of what's going on and think to myself well, shit, I'm just going to have to be more funny on the podcast. <laughs> because what are we going to... Like, you're, 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 you're fucking... You're playing RimWorld and streaming. Yeah. I'm just working yeah. and moving and, and trying to not be a fat piece of shit. Um, and, and, like, I, I'm, I, I can load up Dota. You, you sent me an invite uh, the other day, maybe you we did. could play some games. I've been playing a lot of party queue, Joey. I, you can join in on this. I know I should. I know yeah. I should, but I but I'm I'm just I'm I'm not yet. I'm not yet. 
so it's like what wh- where where do we go where do we go from here we 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 we, we well, talk about uh, we can give an update on uh what we talked about last time bts pro series is happening uh right now in fact uh in just two hours uh it starts up for the southeast asia side of things and then uh in a couple days time i believe so like two days time bts na uh is gonna be going on your everybody's favorite team, Arkosh, will be playing in that. So uh, that that'll be uh, that'll be a bit of fun. There's a new player who's going to be playing for Arkosh, uh, yet to be announced. So uh, look out for that. Then ESL One Fall is coming up uh, sometime next week. There's qualifiers which, next week, yeah. There there is indeed qualifiers for ESL One Fall. Yeah. So uh, I have no no idea. Uh, two teams apparently two teams we have no idea they haven't announced teams at all for ESL one fall they haven't announced talent at all and there's no way they could announce talent because I only just got a goddamn email today after waiting for a response about a month month and a half um, I tried to get uh, me and Blitz to cast ESL one fall because Blitz had, was interested in doing it he's like ah, it's the only tournament I would work all year uh, so that would be fun. Unfortunately, ESL did not take that uh, that uh, bait. They didn't take that opportunity. They're lost. So, uh, yeah. And then uh, also they they gave me remote. So I'm gonna be working ESL one fall remote. I know they are gonna be doing in studio, but uh, apparently they didn't want to fly me out. So they probably just get the euros, make it easier. Does that mean um, that you can or can't oh. go see your mother now? Oh no, it does. I find I I got the email this morning and I was like, oh fine. See, normally I wouldn't talk about this stuff like so publicly, but like I'm so, I'm sorry, but like if I have to wait a month for you to be able to confirm something that I feel like should only take a week, <laughs> you know, like everybody else, everybody has plans that they have to make. Like everybody has lives. We we're not all just like sitting there. You know, waiting for you to say, "Okay, I, we'll we'll hire you." I guess I'm trying to devil's advocate ESL and try try and think like what could be like the possible snafus. Maybe they're they're understaffed because they're not normally operating this period. Maybe they don't know the uh, real is, logistics is that of period 2020 and 2021. Joey, is that <sighs> is that period? Are they understaffed? I. <laughs> Do they just understaff themselves for the teens and 20s? Is that? I would bet if you would talk to an ESL employee at a bar and you're like having having your gin and tonic and, you know, you're pretending into this fantasy world, you're, you're doing that without masks on and you're like, so what's it like at ESL? Like, are you overworked or just understaffed? I bet they would look at you and go, yes. Just an assumption. Okay. Just a general sure, assumption. Sure, sure, sure. General uh, assumption. But I'm t- I'm not talking about like it's not like I'm talking Joe Blow, ESL employee number five hundred and sixty-seven. You know, I'm I'm talking to the, the the director of talent and the director of Dota two, <laughs> and like you know, management upper upper management. Like guys, just pick. You already know your dates. Just take the talent you want. All right. It's it's not like there's negotiations. For, for price and stuff, they already know the price. You know? We we, we don't, like... We we pretty much, as Dota talent, we give you the price for the year. You know? Like, this is our going to be our rate. 
so you know what to expect for the entire year. We, it, it, like the only time it changes, the only time we have to have that conversation, it's like, hey, rates have gone up. You know, that's that's the only time these sort of things happen. So I finally booked my flight to go see my mom uh, next week. <laughs> Because I finally got the email confirming what I was doing, which I am not going to Sweden, so I was able to book a, a round trip. So maybe they, maybe they. There, there is there is no excuse for this, Joey. Don't. There's no excuse for this. No, if the event's gonna be canceled. How could it? global pandemic okay but the it's not like the teams are going to be there in person they already ran several of these tournaments during a global pandemic they don't have the teams there they just need the talent uh yeah i don't i don't know why that feels like an abrasively long period of time to make someone wait for a a response yeah yes well at least you'll get to be there uh, remotely and see your mom and kill some yeah. time before TI and play another series on this patch. Right? Maybe? Where's I don't know. the fucking patch? <laughs> the whole Dota community is going crazy. And I don't understand why Valve doesn't just say something. Are we going to get a patch before TI or are we not? Can, just let us know. Because all these tournaments are, are happening, so if we're going to get a patch at all, we should be getting it, like, now-ish, right? Because you've got the BTS Pro Series for Southeast Asia and NA, you've got ESL One Fall. Like, that's going to give you a lot of, of test time, you know? So you can get a final small little patch in, you know, last second before TI, just to make sure there's no bugs or anything like that. What's the What's the length on the... On the, on the battle pass is that running out before TI now have they extended it is there going to be more battle passes is there going to be a battle pass I assume patch? they're extending it I, I would have to assume so that would be uh, that'd be pretty wild for them to just shut it down early I'm so salty about that as this person who would uh, who would have bought the Spectre Arcana for $50 but doesn't want to spend 200 and something dollars on it because they're a Spectre player yeah. I'm yeah, like seriously. I'm like I'm like still kind of kind of salty about that. And every time I load up Dota, I go, "Man, I would have given you fifty dollars in the blink of an eye to to for for my for my Spectre skin." But now so I just feel I, icky. Now I just feel icky. I still feel icky I'm about close. it. I'm I'm close-ish. So I bought the hundred levels to start, right? And I did not buy any additional levels because I was like, Jesus, I had to spend that much in order to get a Spectre Arcana. And so I I have not bought any and I'm just playing out Cavern Crawl, Quests, etc. And I'm now at 100, level 187. The Spectre Arcana is at 325, I think. Or so how much additional money are you willing to spend to get there at the end? That's that's the question for me. It's like I think I'm just gonna keep going on grinding these levels, and if I get to 200 plus, I'll probably just commit and buy the Spectre Arcana. The thing is, is that like Dota is my whole life, so usually I I have 
more leeway than I would say 99% of people when it comes to these sort of things. You could right? buy it and write it off on your taxes and no one would blink yeah, an like, eye. Yeah, like you know, I also get more out of the cosmetics and stuff, right? Because if I'm not casting, I'm playing, I'm, I'm streaming, like, you know, I just get more out of the, the stuff that I get from the battle pass how than other often, people because I play way more Dota than other people. But how often do you play Spectre? Uh, Spectre is a brain dead carry, so I play that fairly often. <laughs> I feel mildly offended at my preference in heroes, but yes, go on. Do you also like Wraith King? Uh, my favorite thing to do is to play Wraith King as a four. Okay, well, that's a discussion for another time. But Wraith King <laughs> is also a, Wraith King is also a brain dead carry, uh, and that's why I also play that hero because I'm not a carry player, but I sure as shit can play Spectre and Wraith King because they are literally the most brain dead carries in the game, if not most brain dead heroes in the game. Uh, they are incredibly easy mode to play. It's it's um, it's awful, and you know what's also awful right now terrorblade i fucking hate that hero i hate that hero it's way too good uh, that is also a kind of a brain dead carry because now you just uh fuck off the jungle and uh throw your illusions down lanes or in the enemy jungle and and the, the enemy team has to constantly deal with this thing this illusion that's hitting creep waves and farming in front of you and some supports like, eh, eh, no, stop it. Stop farming this gold. Stop it. And it does anyway, right in front of them. Uh, they finally kill it. They get 30 gold. Meanwhile, Terrorblade got like 200 gold off of the creep wave thanks to his illusion. And he just does that, constantly applying tower pressure and taking away some of your, some of your neutrals on your side of the map, all while farming safely on his side of the map. He does that until he has S and Y Scotty and then boom, he's ready to go and he just gets stronger and stronger from there. I, I fucking hate this hero. I think Terrorblight is only brain dead and competent at a certain like base MMR. I think you have to like know Dota well enough to know how to play Terrorblade like that. Sure. You have to know like, it's basically an easier version of Naga Siren in that you have to know like that you should put your illusions out there and and farm certain areas of the map. Uh, so yeah, you know you're not wrong about that, but in my level, I I loathe this hero because it's just it's too easy. You beat it in lane, it can go to jungle almost immediately. It uh, is still strong in lane because of, of meta. It has the highest starting armor in the game. Uh, its illusions are incredibly annoying to deal with. It's the damage taken on the illusions has gone down 100%. It used to take 400% damage. Now it only takes 300% damage. Uh, over the course of like I don't know three four years or something. I like know that, that uh, I know that I was just talking about how I my 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 mouth skills have have deprecated over the last uh -huh. you know couple of years, but I can tell yeah. you right away, that's a hundred percent. What's a hundred percent? It's a hundred percent less damage it takes. Four hundred oh. minus three hundred is one hundred percent. It is indeed. Thanks. Good call, Joey. Yep. I, I don't know. But yeah, that's my, that's my Dota rant for the day. I hate this hero so much and i told i told i told bsj pretty sure it was bsj at one of the esl this patch the start of the patch i was like this tb hero feels really strong feels like it just farms up to get us and my scotty 
and then you can't deal with it. And then you told me all the reasons why Terrorblade was a bad hero. But now, who's laughing? It's the end of the batch. Terrorblade, sure enough, is a very strong hero. And I can't stand it anymore. Tell me. You know, you know what you know what that tells me? You know what that story tells me? Yeah. You're a trendsetter. BSJ, Brian, trend follower. You, Cap, trendsetter. Yeah, if only I was a carry player and then I would have just spammed Terrorblade forever. But uh instead, you know what I'm doing? I'm playing Pudge. Spamming Pudge. Lots and lots of Pudge. I'm also playing Dota related. I'm playing You're you are a big fan of uh auto chess, right? I was a mild fan of auto chess. Okay. Um, I was a decent fan of auto chess. Like, it was enjoyable. Small doses. And, a lot and of people like still that. play TFT. I, I know that, like, Underlords is, like, kind of a dead game. I hate that phrase. Mm-hmm. But, like, mm-hmm. I know that I know that Riot keeps TFT to, like, a, to, like, a thriving community. And I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that, that Hearthstone's Battleground is also, like, kind of still doing super well. All right. Well, I am here to uh, sell you on a custom game, Atomic War. Uh, is actually pretty fun. It's basically the combination of a battle chess with uh, the best parts of ability draft, because you're able Ooh. to get heroes, and then you're able to buy abilities to make a hero like stronger or different in some way. You're able to buy items to make them stronger, and then they just kind of go and fight. You can level up the heroes and stuff like that. It's uh, very popular right now. I'm late to the game, so uh, but I've been picking it up lately. It's uh, it's really fun. It's, it's actually more fun than I had in any of the auto chesses. Are you so playing far. with friends, or are you just are you just queuing in and then like you know listen to a podcast? Uh, I started playing with friends, but now I occasionally will play like when I was killing time, waiting for <clears throat> Joey. Uh, oh, I uh, thought yeah. you were gonna say DoorDash or your colonoscopy, but um, I guess I'm also. I basically spent my whole day killing time waiting for specific things, and the last one was waiting for Joey. So, but I'm worth but yeah, it, baby. I, I, played a, I played Atomic War by myself. Also, Joey, maybe I can sell you on this other one uh called dota jam i just looked into the search function for atomic war and something popped up called dota jam a rhythm beat matching game now on dota 2 i mean i like rhythm games i like rhythm games for a dude who has very meddling amounts of rhythm big fan of rhythm games (laughs) big fan i'll have to go check this out Mm -hmm. i'll i i because i I'll, i'll have to go check both those out I'll I'll go I'll go load up my client and then I'll and then I'll be like oh man custom game lobbies are still broken what the fuck and then and then I'll play them. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry. Go ahead. I had. Uh, if you don't have any stories, I've got one of the. I I had one of the most frustrating gaming experiences recently. Tell me that story, then I have a thing to talk about, and then we can wrap it out. That's that that that's a show outline, baby. Uh, so I was playing this game last night. We had a birthday party, birthday party for Hopid and uh, Lumi, Luminous. Uh, I was talking to Ken a, today. Joint... I should be. I should tell him happy birthday. God damn, happy birthday, yeah. Ken. They had a joint birthday celebration. Invited some friends over, uh, and went and did that. It was a lot of fun. 
played some uh we played some code names and we played what else oh we played that um gas gas shit what was that game where you uh you you have a prompt and then you uh you draw it and then that gets passed on to somebody else and they then write the prompt of what they think oh the, was the, the picture uh, uh, ga- galactic phone Gardic. Gardic phone Gardic. Gardic phone. Yeah. You can play it on your phone, gardicphone.com. Highly recommend that. That was a great party game. I had a ton of fun with that. Especially since it's on the phone, so everybody draws like shit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's uh if you have no artistic ability, so you Ellie feel can't a bit cheat by, <laughs> by being an artist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh we played that. That was a lot of fun. Go home and uh my friends tell me about this game called Tribes of Midgard. And they sell it to me in that it's a roguelike. They know I play a shit ton of roguelikes. I'm like, oh shit, it's a roguelike. Uh, crafting game, eh, not, not the biggest on crafting games. Tower defense game. Oh, okay, a roguelike tower defense game. And, and there's teams involved, you say. Like, we can play together, cooperative. Mm, that's, that is up my alley. Mm, very nice. Um, they neglected to uh, emphasize the MMO aspect of it what uh, in that the 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 uh, action is very grindy it is very mmo grindy both the combat and the crafting in just a terrible degree and it was my it was my first game and i think what normally happens on your first game is that you don't know what you're doing and all of a sudden this big boss guy shows up kills your throne you spend like half an hour doing this. But I was playing with three people that were relatively, uh, like, had had played a couple of games, kind of knew what they, they wanted to do. They wanted your, your to be able to get a successful or... run in. Yes, my friends. Okay. And they wanted to be able to get a successful run in. And uh, as a result, this run ended up going three hours. Now, what happened in the first hour for me, because there's crafting elements involved to it, was me running around just grabbing whatever I could grab, but not necessarily knowing what I should build or what I should be looking for to, to grab so I can build specific things, right? Uh, and, you know, I asked for some help. They, they kind of guide me a little bit, but inevitably, I just fall behind, right? Because I don't know the crafting, I don't know where I'm going on the map, I don't know the efficient things to do. So naturally, it's a race against time. I am falling behind, I'm getting weaker. And the game punishes you to a a just horrible degree. Once you get far enough behind, there are some things where it's just harder to kill things, so your weapon breaks sooner, so therefore you have to repair your weapon more often. There, there aren't fun, cool moves. You're just swinging a sword over and 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 over again. There's a nighttime phase where you have to defend against these demons. The thing is, there's no reward for defending against these demons at nighttime. You just stay alive. While you could also be getting loot out on the map. Okay. So inevitably what happens is with three people who all want to get stronger and feel their power level go up, they all take turns going out and getting more loot at night while the rest of us are sitting there defending against these demons. And again, there's no reward to it. It's only punishing. 
So this happens, and I continue to fall further and further behind. My weapon's breaking. I'm losing my souls and all these good things that are going out of way. Are your there's friends a, helping you at a, this point? Like, or are they just like they're they're just leaving you to the wolves? They're, they're they're kind of focused on their own power levels. Let's let's put it that way. They're kind of focused on their own power levels, even though it is supposed to be kind of a cooperative game and it's good for everyone to get powerful. They kind of focus on their own power levels. And that that was the, the first hour. The next two hours of that game was just a miserable fucking punching bag experience where I was just defending against these demons and like trying to get some crafting goods here or there eventually it turns to winter and if you don't have the right equipment during winter you just die over time anywhere outside of the base you you just you're just dying so at the, so now i'm just locked into i can't even go outside to get more crafting goods to, to get the goods in order to get the, 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 the winter gear that I need in order to survive. I can't even go out there and get that. Your friends can't give you goods? Again, they're focused on their own power levels, Joey. So I, I, so I'm, I'm just, and, and eventually then, nighttime never ends. The, the beasts just keep on spawning. And so we've got like two people out doing the, the fun big objective of trying to deal with these bosses or get more stuff. And I'm just eternally locked there, being a punching bag for these demons that keep on coming in. And at, at some point in time, you die and you lose your souls. You come right back and there's no, there's no detriment to dying anymore because you have nothing left to lose. So I'm just running back in. Because, you know, effectively, I would be ruining the experience for everybody if I just give up, right? Because then the demons are just going to hit our stuff. The world explodes. They lose all, everybody loses everything. So I'm just running headlong literally my weapon breaks and i can't repair it anymore because i don't have any souls and so i just spawn and i run in there with my fists and and i just swing at these demons and they swing at me and i i'm and i'm i'm literally just half most of the game is a damage check it's constantly a damage check big boss gonna soak up a lot of damage the combat is very uninteresting in that regard it repeats the same attacks over and over again that are super easy to dodge it's all about whether or not you can put in enough damage under these time constraints and and then that turns around on me and i just become a punching bag for these demons trying to delay the end of the game i it was so frustrating i i was a miserable experience i immediately asked for a refund afterwards i was like this is terrible why why did people hype this up i i mean i hate mmos naturally and i hate the grinding elements of mmos but the, the and i don't necessarily love crafting games either but this was like the worst aspect of both of those things why i i i i i feel like your friends led you down a perilous path like, I, I almost feel like I want to blame them more than I am blaming the game for not being great. Like, three hours of you just being a team player, that, like, that is a long time. That is a long movie. That is three to four games of Dota. That, that, you know what you can do with three hours? You can get your oil changed in your car. You, it, you, you missed out on all of that to just sit there and do the same thing over and over again. Yeah. The uh, Again, the first hour was fine, you know, but last two hours so by the end of it i had a whole diatribe of these are all the things i don't like about this game fuck this fuck that fuck this and uh and then i uninstalled the game and asked for a refund 
Uh, when I when I let loose on my friends and I just told them like, oh fuck this game, fuck all these things, blah blah blah, there was just like silence for a bit. <laughs> I guess because I, I didn't go in. I I I because they're my friends, so I didn't go into the. Also, you guys didn't fucking help me the slightest. What the fuck? You all just left me there to, to just be fucking have a terrible time for two fucking hours. What the fuck, guys? I didn't do that. I just I limited my complaints and my diatribe to being about the game and why I didn't like this game. And I left out the, fuck you guys, what the fuck? You know. It's nice but, of you. Yeah, that, that was fucking, I'm looking at it right now. Tribes of Midgard, playtime, 2.9 hours. And I'm just like, That's right below the, the return threshold. You, you Like, if that game would have went on for 15 minutes longer, you're not getting that Steam refund. Wait, are you serious? Is it actually three hours? I think it's three hours. I thought it was two, but obviously you got a refund, so it can't be two. Like I think, nice. it, I think it might. I think if you would have went over three hours, you might not have been able to return it, which would have been the funniest fate. Though the world where you're like, oh no, this is I. I they have my uh, money. I want it back. I. How long do you know how long a successful run is supposed to take? Like how long your. It's supposed to take two to three hours. We were in the end game, and basically we weren't strong enough. We didn't have the damage. To bring down the the final boss, which because and you were the, the you were dragging, was constantly going. You were dragging the team down. I mean, not not me because I was still defending against nighttime. That's the thing is like you were probably supposed to go through this faster so that the endless night isn't a problem. But it basically becomes a division of resources, right? Where the endless night you have to defend this part of the map, but also you have to go out there and kill this boss guy, and they're in two different areas. And uh, you kind of have to do both. So you have to split up the team, right? And uh, I'm on team get fucked by demons all day, all night. And uh, that's that some was, people's uh, kink. So maybe, yeah, that, that maybe is, there's a very I mean, niche. I discovered, I discovered it wasn't my kink. It was <laughs> not. So let me just say, tribes. You know, we gave our reviews last last time of some some media and stuff. Tribes of Midgard. Unless you really love. And unless you're a really big like wow fan and you love crafting games and shit and you're just like damn that's my shit like ugh, fucking avoid combat was boring uh the the everything was incredibly repetitive uh there was there was nothing all the the fun elements of these sort of games like the combat specifically very repetitive and dull and not very difficult it just it's just all about like trying to craft up bigger better items and get bitter bigger and better damage so you can do the bosses quickly because the boss fights are not fun they're very boring now and then and, and, and i mean if the boss isn't interesting to fight you can imagine what everything else is now if you want a game that you might actually be fun to play with a friend uh you should you should look into operation tango which is a short co-op game that is that is asynchronous you can play it online with with, with your buddies and you only need one copy and um it's not necessarily as good as as it takes two but if you're someone who is into co-op and you want to play a game with a significant other partner or friend you should look into operation tango i believe it's actually free uh if you're a ps plus subscriber right now uh but i played on steam so there, there, there's your gaming with friends pro experience little little, little up in a bow I, I i won't spoil but there's uh if if you played it takes two and you're craving more co-op with your co-op partner and you don't want to play an MMO resource gathering grindy three hour long uh, damage check game, try Operation Tango. Yeah, I you know I didn't fish 
We did not finish It Takes Two yet. I really got to do that. That was uh, that was a good game. Our, oh, I was I was gonna say like, did you did you stop because you're like eh or? Uh, we stopped, so it became highly recommended to me by BSJ. BSJ is like, I, you know, I'm not normally into these kind of games, but you gotta play this. He kept on recommending it, and I was like, damn, if Brian feels this strongly about it, uh, something other than Dota, like, all right, that I'm, I'm definitely gonna check it out. Co-op game with LA, that sounds fun. And I, it definitely was, I, I had a lukewarm reception at first i was like okay i can kind of see where this is going and i could see how the mechanics could make this really fun and i was looking forward to to get it getting better and better and it did it kept on getting better and better and i was told that like the area that we stopped is just about to to get the area where it starts getting really really fun so uh, it was also where the the really dark elements of the story started kicking as well which i found very intriguing i was not expecting that whatsoever uh, I mean, I, I guess I prefaced my recommendation of Operation Tango with the idea of if you've played It Takes Two, because if I if I were to rank all of my games that I've played this year, like games from 2021, I would have a very uh, earnest and real case to make that, that It Takes Two might be my favorite game that came out in 2021 so far. Other considerations yeah. are like Hitman 3. It's... Mm you know but like it takes two is like is, is, is a pretty special co-op experience if you have a co-op partner and you haven't played it yet big big wreck great great for good friends if you're gamer friends good for your uh girlfriend or boyfriend who doesn't normally play video games because you really don't need to have a lot of game knowledge to to participate some helps but like you yeah. you, you really don't need a ton um good for good, good for almost all pairing situations so uh you know, big, big, big up on that takes two. There, there's a world where I, I bet that I will round out 2021 with it in my top three for for the year. So I agree with yeah, PSJ. That, that that sounds about right. I I could see that it was it was uh, going to be a very very good game, and uh, I uh, I did enjoy myself. Uh, and it was it like it's especially fun with the significant other. I think. Because the whole story is about a uh, husband and wife and uh, their problems and issues. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of poignant like things that could like probably cross over to your own relationship. There's also a lot of funny <laughs> stuff that happens, especially if your relationship's bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're going through a divorce, this will hit really hard. <laughs> yeah, so something bad will feel so close to home. Um, <laughs> There, there is there. There's one thing that I want to round out on, and the and and I'm strategically including this last, because I think if you are someone who has listened to the podcast to this point, you're probably someone who listens to the majority of most of the podcasts, and I would say that you are in the upper echelon of either uh, side pull fans or or cap casts fans or good or people f- with too much time on their hands yeah i was gonna get there but yes um so if it you have rhymed so that was cool yeah it, just, it was pretty good it's pretty good <laughs> so he's a ton he's a fucking pro um i i, I have a request I, I i have a request and 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 i have some homework that i want to assign I would like to request P 
people vote for me in the esports awards. Why? And, and this this feels I I feel some kind of way about this. I I genuinely feel some kind of way about this because I am the person who not very long ago was uh very publicly criticizing how much I do not like the esports awards because I think that they are misguided and kind of a popularity contest because that's what they have been in my opinion and I don't know if I've talked about this in the podcast but over the course of the last year when the esports awards went from something that I was publicly complaining about to their staff um, to to now I'm actually on the voting panel for the creative awards and i am like i am <laughs> i'm one of the fucking illuminati who 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 is choosing um you know finalists and, and giving votes on it so i i've i've come from public bashing to someone who kind of knows some internal operations and even though i still have some issues with it uh i guess i've just become a shill because i am i am requesting personal support because the stuff that i do is basically across the board nominated in the creative category no bsj is nominated as a content creator bsj is nominated for content creator liquipedia is nominated for for best you know like esports coverage platform fallen one of our one of our counter-strike pros is like nominated for personality of the year um like but but in, in specifically in the content and, and, and media category, like like they we are nominated for everything that is not cosplay because we don't do that. But everything else, like uh like esport content series of the year, Origins is nominated, which is the show that I made with Insania, like like his documentary from Honda. You know, we did like five of those and it's nominated for an award which you know kind of feels nice like just general best production team feels cool you know best video piece with with the valor announcement that that we did like there's there's a lot of uh team liquid a lot of stuff that i directly have my my hands on that i've worked very hard on over the last year and now voting is worth 25 percent of the overall final score the other 75 percent is the vote from the panel members so the community has some level of sway and aspect and probably like tie breaking scenarios that they really go to but ultimately it's it's it, it, it's a quarter of the final product and uh I feel better about that and also I'm requesting support from anybody who will give it to me or take the time to vote. Mostly for BSJ. I'll vote for you. Ah, fuck, I got at least I'm, one. I'm, the whole I'm thing already going through, was worth Joey. it. I've already been going through and looking at it. So the uh, that that is classic though. That, that is so classic what you were saying about how you were a critic and then you got pulled <sighs> into it and then all of a sudden you're like... I mean, if you guys could give me the support, it would be nice, you know. They got me. They fucking boomed me. They fucking boomed me. I, because I, I feel pretty strongly about uh, the, the whole idea of like put up or shut up. Like if you're going to 
complain about something, you should probably make an effort to make it better. An example of this, I complain about Dota content. I also actively try and make Dota content better. An example of this, I think the Esports Awards was bullshit. I complained about it, I got offered a spot to help out, and I'm like, well, what better way to change the thing that I don't like than trying to act from the inside? So um, I'm going to spin your comment into like some moral righteousness. Yeah, I, uh, I I would say the same here. So I was on, I think the original, uh, the very the very first round of esports awards. I think they put me on like esports personality or so, something like that. Uh, maybe I was in cast or maybe I wasn't. I don't remember. I remember I didn't. I'm not even sure if I retweeted or anything because I was. I remember looking at the list and I was like, I'm not gonna get any votes. Like if if people <laughs> if I'm going to get it because I I remember like Toby was on that list and then there was also like just a shit ton of other like really high profile like Anders and like fucking you know yeah and, and this flowers was like, and this was like Ti six kind of area right so I like I was near the top of of Dota casters at that point in time but I definitely hadn't like drawn that, as many people as I had like two or, a year or two later right so I was like. There's no way I'm gonna win this off of voting, so whatever. If people, if the industry people vote for me, that's cool. Uh, if not, you know, whatever. But I, I just figured I wasn't gonna win at all. The um, and then the only other interaction I had with the esports awards was when I think I publicly said something when there were no Dota casters, or specifically they put in uh, Casey as a Dota personality in the esports caster area uh and as far as i understand that was some sort of like weird politics behind the scene uh fucking weird as shit there was no dota casters whatsoever in that list and then they just put casey in there fucking weird as shit i have no fucking idea i would love to know exactly what the breakdown of that whole thing was but of course you know like you know i i see something like that i'm just like what the fuck how does like owen not get nominated or, or at that time toby you know i was like how did neither one of our best casters get nominated for this, this is kind of bullshit and somebody did reach out to me who was involved with this uh and said like hey would you like to be on the panel for uh next year and i said sure and then i never got a call back <laughs> <laughs> so i was will i was willing to do the same thing you were but you know i said yes and they they they, they did not they uh, had no interest i guess or whatever so uh yeah <laughs> i so my other worry is that the other people who are on the panel with me which are like you know industry compatriots uh and and you know not necessarily colleagues i haven't really worked with any of them but like they 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 they're my compatriots they're, they're people who also work in in like the general content space at like a relatively high level in our scene right and in different roles uh i'm worried that uh my commitment to expressing my opinions has almost been abrasive to some of them uh because like i for better or for worse was like taking it kind of seriously i'm like oh well like yeah. if, if i'm if i'm going to commit the time to actually like you know uh, work on this and help out like I'm I'm going to share my opinions like I really think that there should be a different category for editor because the way that you're doing the category for videographer makes no sense and it's like not an industry title or like I think if you're talking about esports photographers you need to be doing people who are doing event photography like you know 
uh, like like Helena or Bart or Carlton or right, people who right. do photography, not people who are doing like you know phase headshots in merchandise because that's not esports photography. Like so, mm. I am like a little bit self-conscious that that in my in my caring i i may have been abrasive to people and i still feel like there might be an ounce of apathy and i still don't totally have a hundred percent confidence in the background organization um they'll never listen to this right um but like i want to help them and yeah, I, I mean my they best didn't nominate us for a fucking esports podcast so like they obviously don't listen a to category this. <laughs> which doesn't exist by the way and if it did and they nominated at least 20 people we'd be in there at least 20 people 20 top 20 top 20 uh-huh, uh-huh. um but but yeah if if, if you're here L- listen esports content series of the year all right i see a podcast in there all right they we, we could be included in <laughs> i i unironically uh did put uh when when we were doing like short lists i i recommended uh position six as a podcast oh nice yeah I think that's fair. That's actual esports content as opposed to whatever the fuck we do and, and uh, whatever Cinderins and, and Suns fan do. Yeah, I, I think or, uh, they just actually talk about basketball. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, which isn't too different than whatever the fuck we do. Uh, if you're at this point, if you haven't already, if I can twist your arm to look up esports awards and just click all the Team Liquid people. Content, content, team of the year, team liquid. I would, I would appreciate. Oh, it. I, I need to know what was your reaction to the Netflix series being on the list of esports content series of the year? Did did, did you? I were you okay with that? There. That seemed blatantly unfair. Also, that's not esports. If there comes to be a conversation where that is going to win over something else, I am going to yell and kick and scream and talk about how stupid it is. I don't think it's going to get to that point. I think it's just included there for like a breath of content or maybe so that like Netflix retweets it. I bet it's like yeah, semi-political. Yeah, yeah. No, that's exactly what it is. It's it's to get the director and Netflix and be like, oh, we were awarded for some award. We don't know what this is, but we there's some award. You should support us. Yeah, so like that's probably what's going on. I don't know that for sure. That's that's yeah. just a best guess. But like, I I also I mean now I'm getting in the in the weeds about it a little bit. But I actually feel very strongly against anybody who is like a large developer making content. My biggest example of this is that I will personally not be voting for like any of the multi-million dollar riot pieces because I do think they're better than other content pieces because people worked on them for six months with million dollar budgets and big teams. And yeah, I think that it would, it would be the same for true sight, right? You would apply that same logic for true sight. Yes, I would apply the same logic for True Sight. That one hurts me because I think True Sight is like different than like an LCS commercial. But like I, I, I think that 
it seems like they've they distributed the awards like with uh, a bit of like money and funding agnostic view they don't really care about like oh they like you know riot you know did this thing but but to me i feel like it's really hard to compare something as that riot is doing to something that like i don't know quincy crew is doing who isn't doing anything there's probably a better example than that you know um it, it, any not it, it, anyone who doesn't have 10 cent backing them and infinity money yeah yeah i think that's fair i always thought it was weird when like of course like i see true sign i'm like well i'm gonna vote for that but i look at all the other things and i'm just like i don't know these things but i'm like this is blatantly unfair yeah one of them is a movie with <laughs> professionals that cost millions of dollars and the other might have been made for some content team's salary on staff and props like you know mm-hmm. so i i think that i think that trying to factor in money is very important and that being said i know some of the stuff that we've made a liquid is kind of expensive so you know I should I should I should reap what I sow a little bit. But you should vote for us. Specifically, I'm just gonna say, you know, I'm 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 I made the content series of the year. I made a bunch of those episodes and uh, you know I do a lot of the stuff for, for, for production team of the year. So I'm just I'm just saying, like it'd be cool if I had I can bring the award to the podcast and then people could not give a fuck about it. But I'd appreciate your support. Yo, Joey, you should be more specific when you say vote for me. Because, like, people's initial reaction is like, oh, Joey's a category somewhere. And then also, they don't know the... Con- this is a Dota podcast. I know! Or at least Dota in name. So they don't know about the Honda Origins e- esports uh, thing that you're talking about. If you have not watched... If you have not watched the episode of Honda Origins that I made with Insania... Team Liquid Dota Captain Insania. What are you doing? What are you doing? It it is. The I'm picture gonna... does not have Insania on it, so they will not recognize it. Also, you have to click on the th- the box in order to get the name to show up. So if you don't recognize it by sight and you don't click on it, you won't know. Okay, okay. So in content series of the year, there is a box that is orange, and there's a picture of a white dude on the left, but the box mm-hmm. is orange. You want to click on the orange background thumbnail because that is the content series. For everything else, just click on the pictures of of Team Liquid. <laughs> yeah. There you, see, there you go. There you go. Now you're actually going to get votes, you know? I like if I was struggling to be able to find what you were talking about, like your stuff, then I know the viewers are too because I at least know that you do a, a series called Honda Origins but it doesn't say Honda Origins on it unless I click on the box <laughs> and all I see is some white dude which I presume is a League of Legends player that's Mitro he's a Fortnite pro oh let's see if even farther outside of my fucking range of knowledge <laughs> I don't know shit about Fortnite um so yeah so so thank you and i appreciate it and also thank you and that's all i have to complain about i'm still very sore i'm gonna go maybe take some tylenol is that a thing that you do after like crazy workouts is that that like bad i don't know then it then that means you're pushing too hard i i had a, a guy specifically come up to me at the gym he's you know he works at the gym and, and we got into a conversation and I was telling him, you know, yeah, I'm in that phase right now where I'm like, I'm realizing how much, how weak I am compared to where, what I was at. And he was telling me like, yeah, you gotta just give your body like two to four weeks 
to like actually rebuild those fibers. And he said something, you know, like that was actually, you know, scientific deal <laughs> about your yeah, biology or whatever. He's like, you've got to let your body actually do X, Y, Z because like, it's just not there. So don't push yourself too hard. You just got to be patient and let your body re regrow what was there before it'll come back. Which I knew, I, I know it comes back. It goes away fast. It comes away. It, it comes back fast. But like, I didn't know specifically what he was talking about. So I just want more stuff to go away. I want the number to get smaller. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I just yeah. want the number to get smaller. That's it. I'm going to get back to a 34 pant size. I have two months and change to the wedding. Also, does any of this have to do with the dentist, Carl? No. I'm going to cut the episode. Absolutely not. Bye. Thank you for voting. Can't believe you talk about that. It's fine. We haven't even, we haven't even asked her on a date yet. <laughs>